0: How was that yeah. like to to have like that jersey and and being able to uh to represent the country that you were born in
1: It's a feeling that we, I will never forget mm-hmm. like we were treated like professional uh, when we were getting off the bus like there were media coming and we were like really professional but I was just like sixteen
0: I'm,
1: like, I, I'm in the mood. Shawty, I'm fucking with you tell that she could come I am like, not
0: Oh shit, another Monday. Yes, man, this is awesome. I'm gonna restart this. Do you know what? Do you know what? No, I'm not gonna restart this. Uh, do, you, do you know why I said like I said that so nonchalantly, so as if I was gonna restart? Because I always do this. Maybe every like every Monday morning I record this live, you know, like hours before I post this, and then I usually go like uh, I say something stupid, and then after that I'm um, I'm like mm, maybe I should just restart. Do you know what today I'm gonna like fuck myself over, and I'm not gonna restart. I'm just gonna start like this, bro. I'm gonna start like this. Um, I'm sorry, but welcome back to the hit or miss podcast i'm your host matthew scalehorn and yeah man this is a another big episode i mean before i get into the guest that uh, has joined me um talk a bit about my weekend uh because fuck it why not one thing that's awesome about this weekend is that it was really nice outside especially yesterday here in montreal It was warm and i still did a fire even if it was warm and um, basically, fire. That's all that I'm going to talk about. Because I could start making fires again with a couple beers. And um, I would literally do that every day. Every single day as of now until, let's say, like November when it gets cold as shit again. I, will, I have to make a fire somehow. Whether it's lighting up a candle, opening and closing a, a lighter, whatever the fuck it is. There has to be fire in my life every day. Because fire is just awesome. And I love it. But it smells, dude. It actually smells bad. Like, when you stay around a fire pit for, like, more than an hour, I, I actually also don't like the smell. I mean, my, my girlfriend hates the smell. My girlfriend hates that I love doing fires. She just doesn't want to tell me. She's like, yeah, you could still make fire. Uh, like, I know deep down she just wants me to shut the fuck up with the fire talk and let's go inside and do something else anything else, but I fucking love fire, man, I fucking love fire, and then now my mom bought this, like, uh, this kind of fire pit thing, because apparently we're not allowed open fires, dude, fuck that, I just want a fire pit with, like, a, like, shitty rocks around, but I want the fire to be, like, alive and there, dangerous, probably, fucks given, zero, anyways, enough with the fire talk, a lot of outside, uh, like, outside talk because it is super nice outside and, and we got to play a lot of games we got to like throw football um there's in french it's called les couilles i don't know how to say that in english but it, it, the literal translation is balls but uh i don't know how to say that game but that was fun um and we also played a bit of soccer and speaking about soccer i will uh talk a bit about my guest so i had on her name is esther esther Maikit, and she's currently in france and she um, she plays for a professional soccer team in Division 1 in Stade de Reims. And uh, we talk about a lot, man. We talk about her, her stay right now in France and how she likes playing for Stade de Reims. Um, we talk about her overcoming her injury she, she had a few years ago and how she was able to bounce back. Um, and also, she is uh, in the qualifiers to represent her, her ethnic background, which is um, Cameroon. And she will do two games of qualifiers versus Chile. Anyways, we talk more about that on the podcast. But she has a potential of attending uh, the Tokyo 2021 Summer Olympics this summer um, to represent Cameroon in the women's, uh, women's soccer or football. Because I know that Europe is football, but here's soccer. So, But uh, it was an awesome conversation. Uh, so without any further ado, I'll pass it on over to Esther and I. And uh, yeah, I'll see you guys a bit later. Um, what's up? And it's been so long that I haven't spoken to you.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since high school. Um, I've been like doing my passion since like high school. Yeah, I've been playing soccer. I'm done with school for now and I'm just living my dream.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I mean, and I did a bit of research and, you're, and you've been playing with so much teams, but I'd like to go back to like in high school. So obviously, like you said, the last time we saw each other was high school, which was like eight years ago. Um, maybe even longer like I know you've always been into soccer probably even at a younger age than when we knew each other but when did this passion start?
1: Um, Actually my dad played soccer when he was younger and he uh, played like semi-professional so I just followed his first footsteps but what was really like what was the click for me is was the 2006 World Cup when I watched the World Cup Um, I was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to play at that level when I'm older. Mm.
0: What, 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 uh, standed out the most when you watched the 2006 World Cup? What was it that was like, okay, I'm doing this.
1: Um, really like following the French team. I was really like supporting them. And then it was just amazing. All the fans cheerings and like the, the atmosphere and all of that was really amazing. I wanted to play like on that stage.
0: Hmm. But yeah. and and was it the 2006 men's World Cup?
1: Yeah, the men's World Cup. Was
0: it the uh, the time when um, what's his name, Zidani, like headbutted someone? Was yeah. it that year? Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: That final was crazy. Yeah.
0: It was the final. It was versus Italy, right? But Italy won.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, I remember that too. I mean, I remember. Like, I don't really watch soccer, but I remember at uh, the 2006 when I was at my grandparents' house and we were in La Salle and that has a big uh, Italian, like, yeah, it, that sector like, There's yeah. a lot of Italians. And when they won, like, yeah. you couldn't hear anything. The whole, that part of the city were just freaking out. It's so crazy how a uh, World Cup can bring, um, yeah. every, like, it takes everybody's attention. Um, yeah,
1: like it's a international sport, and like everybody was on the TV watching the game. It was like amazing. I just yeah. remember being with my family, supporting France, and it was really cool.
0: That's awesome. Okay, so not that makes mm-hmm. sense. So that you watched the 2006 uh, um, Olympics, you got really into soccer then or football. I know there's like the debate: do we say soccer, do we say football? <laughs> like I get it. Um, and I've been like I've lived in Europe, and I've said soccer a few times, and they look at me weird. So yeah. I don't know if I should say Dude, soccer, football.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we say football here. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'll stick. I'll stick to football. Um, so you watch the Olympics, and you start. When When did you like start actually like working out and and coming into a first like actual team where you can see yourself evolve as a player?
1: I started playing when I was seven. But I did other sports. So I did swimming and I did taekwondo too. And when I was um, 12, no, thir- 13, I had to choose between taekwondo and uh, football because I was really good in both. And then when I was called in the NTC, well, in French is CNHP, Centre National de Performance, in yeah. English, it's National Training Center. I chose to stick with soccer. And then since then, I really, put myself into uh, football,
0: yeah. Okay, and what was like your first, what was the first team that you were a part of that that was like considered a competitive team?
1: Um, I would say the Quebec team. You know, there's like the regionals when all like Montreal, like Central Montreal, uh, Quebec, um, La Nudier, mm-hmm. the thing. we did the Quebec games and I was in the Quebec team, like Captain National. and yeah that was the first big team i was in and how old how how old were you it was in 2010
0: 2010 so that was probably
1: uh (laughs) you were like 13 14 or something yeah yeah
0: okay okay so then you, you started playing for the province which is crazy I mean, that's just an accomplishment in itself. I remember when when we were all that age and I would know someone who would like play for Team Quebec, I would be like, oh, shit, yeah. you play for <laughs> Team Quebec, you know? Yeah. Um, so then after that, what other teams have you played? Because I want to lead up to to you uh, admitting in um, at West Virginia. I know that you went to West Virginia University. Yeah. Uh, but prior to that, like before we get into that, what has led you to be able to enter such a school and such a team
1: okay so first i was in the regional team captain national and we did the uh quebec games yeah. after that i was scouted to be with team quebec and i you know i'm from i don't know if you know but i'm actually from quebec city mm-hmm. and when i came to high school i lived in a ho- hosted family because um of the national training center so I was like a, in a host family for 3 years. I was living away from my family for 3 years to be with Team Quebec. And after Team Quebec when I was 16, I got called with the Canadian national team under 17. So yeah. I did the yeah, I did the CONCACAF and then we did the World Cup. We got eliminated at the quarterfinal and then after that I got scouted by West Virginia to go like to play at the university over there.
0: Damn that's so, nice. Yeah. But that's so much teams that at once. Like, so how was it like when when you were scouted by you were like playing for Canada, right?
1: Yeah.
0: You were like were like that's so crazy. Every time I speak to someone who wears the flag, like we represent the 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 country that you're you're born in Quebec City. So you're born in, in Canada. How was that yeah. like to to have like that jersey and and being able to uh to represent the country that you were born in
1: it's a feeling that we, i will never forget mm-hmm. like we were treated like professional uh, when we were getting off the bus like there were media coming and we were like really professional but i was just like 16 i was turning 17 that mm-hmm. year and then uh, we played germany ghana uh, north korea and uh venezuela and it was really like another level. It was, it was lit. And <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I will always remember like singing the anthem before the game. It like gave me chills. It was really cool.
0: Yeah, that must have been insane. Um, yeah. And then I've all, I have also read that you like for a one-time shot, I guess, you switched to playing for, for your, like your, your ethnic heritage, which is uh, Cameroon. And you played yeah. for their team as well. How was that? How, how, was, like, how was that experience?
1: Um, I really wanted to play for Canada at first. But for the U-20s, I got hurt. Um, my knee, I hurt my knee. So I wasn't fit enough to go to, to uh, back during training. So I got caught and never got back, uh, called back with the Canadian uh-huh. national team. So I had to make a choice uh, in between choosing Cameroon and stay with Canada. And then in 2019, uh, Cameroon called me to go to the World Cup with them. But unfortunately, like the paper didn't transfer in time for the World Cup. So I, wasn't, I couldn't uh, participate in the World Cup. But um, actually two, in two weeks, we have um, with Cameroon, I got called with the team to go for the qualifier for the Olympics. So it will be my first cap with Cameroon. I haven't played a real game with them yet.
0: Okay, but so that's coming up. That's like in the future still.
1: Yeah, in April.
0: Wow. Uh, So in April, it's the qualifiers.
1: Yeah, like the last round of qualifiers against Chile. So if we win, if we win like um, both games, we'll go to the Tokyo, we'll go to Tokyo.
0: Um, And do do you think you have a good chance? Like, do you think that uh, Cameroon has a good chance?
1: Uh, it will be a really tough battle. Yeah. But if we train, we play like we train, I think we can do it.
0: And where um damn, that's crazy. That's like so cool. Yeah. Where uh, where are these games going to take place? Where is the qualifiers? Uh
1: because of COVID, normally one game was supposed to be in Cameroon and the other one in Chile, but because of COVID, we do it in a neutral uh country. We do it in Turkey. So okay. the two games will be in Turkey.
0: So right now, where are you right now? You're in France. Yeah. Okay.
1: France. Uh, it's a city uh, an hour away from Paris. And yeah, I'm in the D1 team uh, called Stade de Reims.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know like right now you, you play for that team, but so then you're going to fly from France and meet your, te- your, your team with Cameroon in Turkey. Or do you yeah. all tr- like, so so not everyone is kind of dispersed, I suppose. Yeah. Okay.
1: Everybody plays in their club teams Yeah. and then we gather together like a week before the game to really train and be acquainted with everybody and then after we play the two games.
0: And, and what position do you play?
1: I play in the defense. Normally my real position is center, center back, but I got pushed on uh, left or right
0: back. Yeah. Okay okay cuz I know like in football like there's there's many there's also many different types of defense and and offense type of positions like I know sometimes yeah. people work with two strikers others work with one and then there's like a line of four like yeah. I, I don't remember it's been so long I haven't played soccer too but like I know that there's so many differences
1: but I'm okay. always in the defense not okay. necessarily for in the defense either on the wings like either left or right back or center back
0: okay that's so cool. And I have so much, I have so much questions. Sorry if I'm annoying with all these questions, but no, like, okay. see, like I do, like I, I've seen you on my Instagram and Facebook and stuff, like with what you do, but knowing now more details, it's like, damn, I mean, you're, you're in a spot that's like not rare. but it's rare to be. I mean, you're part of the elite of the elite. I feel like I, how I can, how I see it. I mean, now that you also tell me you're going to the Olympic, like you have a chance of going to the Olympics it's this summer right in Tokyo yeah I mean that's crazy that's just (laughs) crazy okay well anyways we'll we'll go back to maybe West Virginia a bit um so so you get you get admitted to there because you were recruited by them and how was the switch because I know you went to high school in French and stuff and I'm not sure uh like were you already speaking English fairly well in high school
1: um I could like understand it, and I was a little bit talking English because my mom is, uh, speak English. Okay. Uh, yeah, Cameroon is like either it's a bilingual country, and mm-hmm. my dad is from the French uh, part, and my mom English part. But we like mostly spoke French at home. Yeah. But I could like understand and speak uh, English. Okay. But obviously, being in America, my English really improved.
0: Yeah, that's what's I, I was about wasn't to say. speaking like
1: that before. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was pretty easy actually
0: really what would you start like what was your uh, major or minor I don't, I'm not sure how that works over there like my to major here.
1: was my major was hard I was in exercise physiology the med- medical track uh with a minor in forensics
0: <laughs> okay okay and and you completed that in like three four years
1: uh three years and a half uh, No, four years sorry because years. I I got there like in January, I I was like I got recruited um a semester early. Yeah.
0: Okay, nice. So like so so you kind you still spent like four years in West Virginia and you also spent it like I know Bianca was also there who was also at her high school right. Yeah. 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 So I, I I assume at least having a friend that you already know helped a bit.
1: Yeah, we were actually three girls from Quebec in the team, okay. so it was pretty easy to adjust. There's nice. a girl uh, older than us, uh, Amandine Pierre-Louis. Okay. She's uh, from Montreal and she was there before. So she really helped me to get uh, used to how university works. Yeah. Because obviously it's different than uh, CJP and like. Yeah, college. that's what I'm
0: saying. I mean, like you and like is, is university in the United States? Is it kind of like the movies? Like, is there like a campus and everything and just everyone hangs out there and. And like there's the um, football team, the hockey team, like all these teams, you know, like is there like jocks yeah. or something? Well, how does it work over there?
1: I think in the movies it's really exaggerated. Yeah. But there is frat, frats. There is frats. R- and, really? Yeah. Frats parties and stuff. Yeah. Are they Actually, just as West, crazy? Yeah. West Virginia is one of the most party school in America. So the parties over there were crazy.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Have you <laughs> but, have you you've been to some?
1: um frat parties only two um it was really crowded um yeah i don't really like frat parties i rather like go to like soccer soccer yeah. house like baseball house or stuff like that
0: okay so soccer yeah. house baseball house is like what just the team that hang out together and uh, yeah
1: like all the athletes hang out together
0: okay okay but frat parties like what was your experience at a frat party? you must have seen some weird shit going on in there, no
1: yeah it's <laughs> it's really crowded I really didn't didn't like it.
0: <laughs> have you ever asked yeah. it like I don't is it is it like frats is for boys and is it like a similar thing for girls?
1: yeah, the sororities sororities girls, yeah, yeah, was it yeah. that as well? um, I never been to one, no. No. you've never
0: been approached by some like oh come join the sorority You know,
1: no really like the athletes are really a part because we have training like we have a lot of training and then mm. with school it's really hard but you know we're young we always find time to party but um yeah athletes like are more together than with like sororities or frats
0: okay, okay. Yeah. at least um, well, it's still like it's still pretty cool that you spent four four years almost of your life in yeah. West Virginia. Um, have yeah. you traveled like anywhere around America like while your time that you were there?
1: Um, I didn't have time, but with like soccer, I traveled a lot. Yeah, the further I went was um, in California, San Jose, because uh, for the final four, like you know March Madness. Yeah, worked, like, yeah,
0: yeah. So they have it for uh, for soccer for as well. Soccer.
1: Yeah, and then we went to the Final Four over there. Unfortunately, we lost the final, but it was the first time in history for West Virginia like to reach years. that. Yeah, wow, it was crazy. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and uh, how long did you stay, like in in that in the San Jose area for uh, for the Final Four?
1: It was only two games. And it was a week.
0: Okay, yeah. so you, did you kind of like travel, like not travel, but visit the city a bit and see how California is?
1: no we didn't
0: really you just trained yeah. and prepared for the games yeah.
1: yeah
0: but that i mean that's that's also i guess that's part of being in a professional team in a professional sport um it yeah. shows the dedication to the sport versus just being yeah. in california <laughs> but at yeah. the same time it's I, I bet it's a it's an awesome experience um yeah. so then after uh west virginia so you graduated when like two years ago
1: Uh, I graduated on um, December 2018
0: oh my god okay so it's almost three years ago
1: yeah yeah
0: if it is three years ago damn
1: (laughs) yeah we're getting old
0: oh my god that's crazy yeah Yeah. so you graduated you graduated there and then I I, that's when you started your professional career like uh, yeah Okay. It
1: was crazy because um, a few weeks after I graduated, I had my first contract pro. I had my first pro contract. Okay. Like I got like I got as soon as uh, I did my last game with West Virginia, I signed with an agent and then he succeeded to find me a team like within within those 2 weeks wow. because uh, yeah, I was in France the next January. Wow. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And and so, so too, I left cause...
1: home on December 27 to join the team.
0: But and that and wasn't I... Stade de Reims, right?
1: No, it was Montpellier.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah. And uh, what's the life of a, being a professional woman soccer player compared to a student?
1: Well, you don't have the school in the way, so <laughs> you're you're really more dedicated to training. But um, it's really stressful i would say because everybody's good here so you really have to be really really good to have a chance to play so i struggled at first to play and then it's only like this year that i'm playing regularly
0: okay so you so yeah. like uh, you're getting more minutes on the field i i assume yeah
1: right now yeah
0: okay i mean and still like you're 24 so i feel like you're even that you're still young you still have a lot of yeah. years ahead of you right what's what's like the typical retirement age of professional soccer football sorry Mm, football
1: like around 30s i would say but the oldest right now she's like 40 um she plays for phd i don't i think she's more than 40 but yeah so it depends how fit you are how is how is your body responding to training stuff Mm
0: -hmm. but i
1: will say around 30 but people okay. go over 31, 32. It depends.
0: And like now, after seeing that like, you played for a few teams, I know Montpellier, and I, wasn't there one more before Stade de Reims too?
1: Uh, yeah, Metz. I played there. I only played four games. Um, I, was, um, I was with Montpellier. At first, I had a four year contract with Montpellier. But since I wasn't getting enough playing time, I was um, loaned to Metz. Okay. But because of COVID, I couldn't play like a lot of games. So the season got canceled midway. So after that, I just canceled my contract with uh, Montpellier and I started fresh with Reims. Okay.
0: So how was the how was the transition? Like is your agent who just found Stade Reims like are looking for for new players? How was that transition like?
1: Yeah, they were looking for a new defensor. So yeah. I would I asked him if like I could find another team where I could have minutes and he really like he took the time to find this team for me and it worked out at the okay. end. Okay.
0: So now you're currently re- representing them. How, how how is that? How is that team treating you and, and um and how are, how is the season so far?
1: Uh it's great. Uh, the team is really cool. There's a lot of like um, international people. There's two girls that played at, at uh, Miami University. And there's another girl I played against um, with West Virginia. She played for Georgetown. So I knew them a little bit. And there's girl from Costa Rica and another one from um, Netherlands. So mm. it's really cool. It's like there's a lot of nationalities and it's cool. And i feel
0: like i feel you i feel you with that like when there's people from all around the world you kind of feel more uh at home because you're not the only one who's not yeah, from there exactly. yeah.
1: yeah so that's, cool. that's positive and right now uh we are eight in the like ranking out of how much uh out of 12
0: still that's still that's still yeah it's not good. bad
1: because the team just got up in d1 they were in d2 two years ago okay. last year was the first year in d1 and then this year we're doing pretty well and we are hopefully we can get higher in rankings but right now we're pretty satisfied with the results
0: and um and that i wanted to ask a bit about that like for division one so how much divisions are there in these clubs
1: um there's division one after this division two and i'm not sure what's under that but okay
0: but there's multiple other like kind of organizations below that as well
1: yeah but it's there's more in men's like the main side
0: yeah yeah okay but in terms of women's when you play division one professional football like that's the Mm -hmm. top
1: yeah that's
0: crazy and and you're in the i i assume you're in the France League, yeah, okay and and is there any because I know in men's there's like men's men, to be honest, I tried so many times, but like when I lived in Europe, like I was hearing about football every day, and I'm not like mm-hmm. I, I don't really watch football as much,, uh, but mm-hmm. I know that there's like so much things that are going on when it comes to like the european champions league and and yeah, how it works. like I get that every I guess European country or whatever. They have their leagues and there's like D1, D2 or whatever. Then there's a the high, low. I'm not sure exactly. But then after that, they all play versus each other. So let's say Italy, they play versus each other. Um, France, they play versus each other. Then the winner of that, they they move on to like the next championship. Does that make sense?
1: uh yeah so for d1 if you win the d1 you just win the d1 and if you're in the two like for women's if you're the two uh the two bottom you go down in d2 and the people that play in d2 the two tops go in d1 and for men's it's three team yeah okay so there's that and after you know there's the french league spanish league german um england and all those leagues and these European leagues, um, the best teams will um,
0: they'll face each other, face right?
1: each other in the Champions League. Yeah.
0: Okay, and and for women's it works the same way.
1: Yeah. So okay. at first, the French league was only allowing two girl, uh, two teams to go in the Champions League. But since France is one of the best um, women's soccer league, uh, three teams this year is going to the Champions League.
0: Damn. That's yeah. Awesome. That's awesome that you do that though. I find it really cool that I know somebody who, who who's 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 been a part of all these teams and and I mean it I bet it takes so much hard work to get to yeah. um, yeah. where we're at today. Yeah. where did you find this this dedication? Like where do you think you got it from?
1: Uh I would say passion. If you really love what you're doing, you will give everything to just get to the next level. And, you know, um, soccer is, re- uh, football is really competitive. Like, you can be good, but you, you wouldn't, like, if you don't work out, uh, put much time, um, like, watch your diet and do little things like that, you won't, you won't succeed. You really need to, like, give everything.
0: hmm no, I I completely agree. I think that it works that way for whatever anybody wants to do in their life. Um, You have to be yeah. all in. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever felt a pressure where like maybe not, not maybe necessarily towards your, your professional career, but just in terms of what you're doing and knowing the risks that if ever, if ever, like you said, there's one thing and, and all of all of the elements that are not like, functioning cordially like did you ever feel a pressure at some point where maybe this won't work out
1: uh yeah so when I graduated in December 2018 I was really excited because right when I finished I got my first uh pro contract but like I played my first game and I got hurt like I got injured and after my injury it was. It took me a really long time to get fit and go back to the way I used to play. So I would say I was really bad. So mentally it was hard because I wasn't playing like I used to and I wasn't getting much minutes on the field. And I was like scared that I was disappointing like my parents or people that were expecting me to be like big time in Europe. And I wasn't like getting any, any minutes so that was that was really stressful and a lot of pressure on me but I figured myself out and at the end I found a new team where I'm getting minutes so now everything is going better and I hope I can continue to um like play like I used to. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to find the find my way to find my way because um I'm, I'm still, like, a little bit mad at myself because I'm not 100%, but it, I'm getting there.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you don't mind me asking, what, what was the injury?
1: Um, I, I had, a, in French, they will say in lesion. So I tear. I don't know if it's tear in English. But yeah, did you, did you t- t-
0: uh, tear a ligament?
1: I, I pulled my quad. Ooh. really bad. <laughs> I pulled my quad really bad. How? Yeah. Um, sprinting.
0: Just by just by like tra- like training, you're doing some sprints and then at at it just sometimes yeah. Pull. Training
1: after a hard sprint, it's just it just pulled.
0: Oh my god! And
1: I was out for three months.
0: What's what's the rehab like for that? For such a, I've never heard someone pulling their quads. It's the first time that I hear. Like oh, I, really? I obviously I know it's that really it common. happens, but yeah, I know that it's common. But you're the first person that I know that actually happened. So I, like, what was the like? It must have been like so painful uh, at the moment.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it feels like you got um, a knife in your quad. Like, yeah, it's, it really hurts. It's just time. You need to rest. You can't do much. Because if, um, for example, if you twist your ankle or something like that, you can use a taping to play or something like that. But uh, muscle is really hard to recover from a muscle injury. So it took time.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, I like a few years ago, I pulled my hamstring. And
1: yeah. The hamstring
0: fun. took like, uh, yeah. And that took a while for me to just even feel confident to like lifting weights again. Yeah. So,
1: it's crazy.
0: Yeah. Like, th- did it play? Like, I, I assume that's why you're still a bit mad at yourself that you're not 100% because, and this was how long ago?
1: Oh, it was in uh, 2019. So 2019
0: it's a while, a while ago. But like now I, I assume you're a lot more confident than you were like four or five months after the injury but does it still linger sometimes in your head I assume it would at times no
1: um, no that that really gone. yeah
0: okay yeah. so you're completely over it like mentally even though you're fully healed It's just I know that sometimes when people get injuries like that sometimes it could really play uh, yeah a after negative like, impact in your head
1: yeah after like the first, but the rehab is really long. So you do a lot of running, a mm-hmm. lot like of cut and go. So this will help you to gain confidence. But after, yeah, when you do a full sprint, you're not 100% because you're scared. But I will say after like a week or so, you get over it. Okay. But yeah. I would say um, if you tore your ACL or something like that, you have more PTSD than a muscle tear. That's
0: what I think. Okay, like a few, yeah, like ACL or MCL. Yeah, I can imagine. I would just hope it doesn't happen to me. I hope it doesn't happen to me. Um, because I'm like, I'm also in a sport now, not now because of COVID, but jujitsu ju- like, is what I like to do the most, where I could yeah, see. see a potential like injury can happen at any time. Yeah. I feel like every time I do jujitsu, I get injured, like minor little injuries, and it's just setting up a big injury. Um, but I guess it's the same for soccer, especially the football. Sorry, football. (laughs) If there's any Europeans listening, it's football. Sorry, um, but uh, I know football with the magnitude of your training and stuff. I mean, it's it's always very susceptible to injury since you're putting your body through so much rigorous training. Do you use anything to like for recovery? For recovery, do you Uh, use anything for recovery?
1: Um, I stretch a lot because, um, yeah to not get another like muscle strain or something like that. I do ice bath and really um, for me, what was a little, a problem is like eating, eating properly. I need to eat properly. I was neglecting that a lot before, but now I can't anymore.
0: <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. What's, what's yeah. your like favorite cheat meal?
1: Uh, I really love chicken nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i would get that uh mcdonald's <laughs> mcdonald's is yeah.
0: uh is the chicken nuggets at uh in france taste better than the ones in uh, montreal or in canada no is it the, same? <laughs>
1: oh? <laughs> the fries are not i don't like the fries here
0: yeah the, are they they're worse yeah because I, I mean in
1: the u.s yeah. in the u.s is the best
0: <laughs> mcdonald's really yeah but you think it, in canada I think so. I think it of well, it's because I, like, my experience is not as uh, elevated as yours in America. I mean, I went to America only a few times in my life, uh-huh. and uh, the McDonald's that I went to was just super dry. I felt like it was so dry, uh-huh. and, like, as Depends if...
1: Depends where you go.
0: I guess, I guess, yeah. So, you have that, like, you've been four years in America, so you probably been uh-huh. to so many better restaurants anyways.
1: I'm not really restaurant, though, because I'm really picky.
0: Really? I rather...
1: Gotta- yeah, I rather eat a cooked meal. So, yeah. what's your
0: favorite cooked meal then, other than chicken nuggets?
1: Um, a cooked meal. It's an African dish that my mom do. Uh, it's uh, plantains. Uh, I don't know if you know banana plantains with. Um,
0: oh, it's the bananas that, that are like yeah, uh, the
1: fried. No, not. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it is, it
0: is,
1: it is. <laughs> an African dish uh, with chicken um, yeah. and uh, vegetable
0: yeah a bit of rice yeah. or yeah fried,
1: yeah fried rice
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. well that's good yeah, yeah i've I've had that dish a few times and um it's it's very good and now, not now you like learned how to do it did you learn how to do it, like how your how your mom used to do it
1: uh, i'm not as good at her but <laughs> <laughs> i try <laughs>
0: Okay, nice. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I don't want to take any much more of your time. This is super cool to have you on. I really wanted to get to know more of your career in soccer. And I know it's getting a bit late. I know you're like six hours in advance right now. So it's almost 10, right?
1: Uh, it's 840 on. Well, oh, so uh, it's five hours
0: in advance. Uh,
1: Really? No, I think it's six. We just changed the time.
0: Yeah, I think uh, it's true. Um, Because I think when Canada changes the time, Europe changes the time two or three weeks after.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We just changed it like last, mm, yesterday or two days ago.
0: Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And well, uh, well before we end this, I also want to say like happy belated birthday. I know your birthday was yesterday.
1: Uh, thank uh, you. Thank you. No problem. So, <laughs> 24.
0: Uh, <laughs> crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. We're getting <laughs> so old. How do you feel 24? 24 hit me, not hard, but it made me think like, oh shit, I'm getting close to 25. Well, how did, yeah. how, did, how did it uh, hit you?
1: um uh, i'm getting old <laughs> yeah I, I don't know i feel weird about it yeah. i still remember when i was like 21 and i was just discovering a new world now i'm 24 i'm like what
0: did <laughs> you ever like ex-
1: so fast
0: yeah and did you ever expect that at 24 you'd be living in france playing for a professional team like at a young age
1: mm, no i was hoping that was my dream to play professional in I mean- france but it's crazy that it
0: happens, though. I mean,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And, and that goes back to what you said before, where it's just you didn't you were relentless with your dream. I mean, you didn't yeah. let anything get by it or get through it. And I know like, looking back at our years in high school, I've noticed that. I mean, I, I feel like I haven't seen you as much in high school because you were probably training.
1: Yeah. And I was really introverted back then. I wasn't talking much. I was just following people, doing school, <laughs> go to practice. Yeah, I was just there. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: But but, yeah. but were you content with with like your early years, like in high school, and and being the way that you were? I think because I think that ultimately brought you to where you're at today.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think being focused on my dreams makes me, make me like the person I am right now. But I wish I was a little bit more like like interacting with people. I feel like I was too
0: quiet <laughs> mm. back in the day. Yeah, yeah. But it was silent, but deadly on the field, I, I guess, you know, that's how yeah. it is. That's how it is. Yeah. Well, just, just before we end it, I like, maybe let's talk a bit more just about the Olympics. I know like that's, that's what's coming up. So I think that's what you're preparing for at the moment, the Olympics with Cameroon. So is there anything else you would like to say in regard to that?
1: Um, well, we need to qualify first. We still have like two hard games, so we'll see. But it will be really nice if I can make the team and go to the Olympics. That's one of my goals right now. Mm-hmm. So I'll just keep training and hoping that things go our, our way.
0: That's awesome. I hope so too. And uh, I I don't can we watch these qualifiers in Canada somehow?
1: Um. I'm not sure. I still need to find out for my parents, but yeah, I'm not sure.
0: Okay. Well, I'll, I'll try to look it up because I would definitely want to see. Um, before we end this, do you want to like shout out anything that that's going on? If you're Instagram or something, the floor is yours.
1: <laughs> well, thank you everybody for listening. <laughs> my name is Esther. Maikit. Um, you can find me on Instagram on Twitter Facebook. <laughs> uh yeah. Perfect. Perfect.
0: And everything will be linked in the description below. Um Esther, once again, thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure speaking to you and I'm happy to speak to you again. It's been so long and uh we could do this anytime.
1: Thank you. The pleasure
0: is mine. And there you have it, guys, the conversation with Esther. Esther, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. All your links will be linked below. Um so if anybody wants to go check her out, please do so. And um, I wish you nothing but the best again against um, Chile this May. And hopefully uh, you'll be able to represent Cameroon this summer at the 2021 Olympics in Japan. And uh, to everybody else listening up to this point, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. And uh, yeah, like uh, like I do every outro of this podcast, I love doing this. I'll be here every single Monday. Um, it is uh, It brings light to my Mondays. Uh, you know I feel like Garfield almost. But <laughs> other than that, thank you so much again all for listening and uh we have a lot of great guests lined up for the next few weeks. So please stay tuned for that and uh I'll catch you guys all next Monday.
1: and approve i'm like